Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Grizzden Pod. It is draft night. We're all together watching. Uh, 14 minutes and 2 seconds until the draft starts on ESPN. Welcome, Brantley, to the uh, podcast. Let's go. Hey, Ty. Hey. All right, so we're going to be recording live uh, as things happen. So when you listen back, it's going to be hilarious because I'm sure there's going to be parts of this where we sound like idiots because we don't know what's coming. I think that's the goal, actually. Yeah. We we want we want it to be sort Humble of like an, an anthology, a uh, you know live in the moment opinions about what's going down, and by the end of the night, who knows what it's going to look like. Um, all right, so before we get started, I think the main question here for you guys is, what do you hope happens for the Grizzlies at the end of the night? I think my hope is so. I was reading a bunch of. Um, kind of last-minute articles a day of uh, national writers kind of throwing out some stuff. And one thing John Hollinger threw out was um, the Celtics almost can't draft three different players because they don't have the room for them. Um, They already have 14 players on the roster, which they're pretty much maxed out. So rumor is they've been trying to package all three of those and a potential player to, like, move up in the draft. Doesn't sound like that's really – got any other teams interested as much so the rumor that John Hollinger threw not a rumor but an idea that he threw out is packaging uh their 30th overall pick in the draft and a guy don't even know his first name but his last name is Poirier Uh, Poirier yeah Uh, Vincent Vincent Poirier who makes like two and a half million dollars so technically that would save Boston a little bit of money and so they would package 30 in Poirier and try to move down in the draft so I kind of hope we give them 40 and take on Poirier and move up to 30. So that gives us our one pick of the night is the last pick of the first round. I'd love to see that happen. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. But that's kind of my realistic, has a chance to happen, hope. Yeah, because there's a lot of guys that we met throughout there in the last episode of the podcast that – have now, since we've talked, been projected to go anywhere from like 25 to not even drafted. So at least 30 gives you 
uh, opportunity on the you know sooner side of of that range. Yep. Brantley, what do you hope happens? So, if tonight is really ca- as chaotic as people are projecting it to be, and because the start of the you know after the season drama of the NBA has been sort of nuts with big stars, um, I think that I hope that we just. I will be okay if we don't do anything. A, I'll say that. But if we just somehow use our position to get involved, I just hope it's very clear that we took advantage of the situation and won something with not without really ruining our chances for next year's draft to have a significant pick. And I think that just which I don't think that there's anything we could really do to do that except like take on a player that would really help us win a whole lot this year potentially and increase um, what we do. I'm not saying tank. I want to be competitive, but I just don't think that this is the year for us to maybe um, get aggressive knowing what kind of exists talent-wise in the draft next year. Yeah, and I agree with that overall. I mean, I'm always up for uh, a trade that is is sort of like – low risk high reward that we don't necessarily spend a lot for we were talking right before this because OKC is trying to blow everything up and just accumulate as many picks as they can and uh, like they just traded for Al Horford which got them a couple of picks Um, but obviously Horford is one of the worst contracts in the league now so they're obviously in that mode and Oubre um infamously part of the the Brooks debacle um, a couple of years ago now is available. Uh, OKC now owns his rights from the Chris Paul deal. Uh, he is an expiring contract, though, and I'm sure they're going to try to get a pick for him. Uh, I would probably – I would shoot them like a second-round pick for him. I, don't, I probably wouldn't do a first just because we're not in that, we're not in that uh, point in time yet where we need to be. Uh, spending more than we're accumulating, in my opinion. So I think we're all on the same page there. It would be fun to get in on some action if they have some some uh, player that they've been scouting that can just launch from three uh, at a high clip. That would be nice to have on the roster. Sort of a, what Guterich maybe was supposed to be, but wasn't. Uh, so I will say this. I do think that there could be some indicators of things that happen in the draft that – have impacts that we can sort of conject or, or, you know, project around for the Grizzlies as like what this next season would look like. And so when we talk about looking stupid, I think that's what we're just going to like all jump out and just throw stupid opinions. Like if you see the bulls move up, does that mean Zach Levine, you know, Ty Smith's boy somehow is, is available for the Grizzlies to go after, you know, like, uh, I think that's one thing that, that, you know, just stupid examples like that, or you could see teams jockey around. Does that mean that they're, you know, going to get rid of other players? I mean, you're seeing just minute by minute things change, like Al Horford getting traded and, you know, what's happening with Harden. Like, it's not surprising that some of those things could be sort of happening alongside of this tonight, which could make, you know, it just has massive implications for the entire NBA season and for the Grizzlies and where we are and what we're trying to accomplish long term. I will say this, too. As much as I dislike the Pelicans, the way that they are building long-term around that team is what we have to do. And they – I'm sort of jealous of their situation. I think that they're 
they have a lot more assets than we do from picks wise, right? I mean, it's obvious what they did with AD, but like with the Drew Holiday trade, what they got back was ridiculous or what it's being projected for them to get back. Um, and that's what the Grizzlies have to really do is, you know, collect long-term assets to surround this core with to where we're not dealing with, you know, drama around our stars seven years from now because we didn't build the right way. Yeah. And if there was ever a season to be bad, uh, even with a bright future, I would say that this is the the one to do it just because there's the West is going to be ridiculous no matter what. Um, it's going to be extremely hard to make it into the playoffs and past that be successful, um, especially now with Phoenix being a real player. Uh, that changes a lot. And then New Orleans is still going to be, I think, fairly good. I think they're in a similar boat as us right now, especially with Drew Holiday loss. I would have got, got given them like a one leg up on us since Drew was such a solid veteran player. And now they're, they just have a young core that's exciting, similar to us. But, yeah, as you mentioned, a few more assets. Grizzlies aren't in a terrible position. We now own all of our first-round picks moving forward as well as some additional ones from trades. But, yeah. It'll be interesting drafting. Final thoughts before we get started, Ty? No, not really. <clears throat> um, yeah, if we stay at 40, I'm great with that. If we move up to 30 with that situation, I do not want to give an asset to try to move up at all. If anything, yeah, I think we just stay where we are. But also don't want to see us sell it either. I think it'd be fun to have a draft pick. Um, <clears throat> I know the old GM, the old kind of ownership or – front office really valued second round picks they would buy them like crazy i don't know if this one is um, but the grizzlies have been crazy quiet so one thing will mentioned before we came on is either why we're why we're being so quiet either we have nothing going on which could very much be the case or we have a front office that doesn't let anything out um, which could also be the case and it could also be both of those things um, so just really kind of interesting to see um, and it could be a fun season because the way they've restructured the playoffs, like we could still potentially be fighting for that 10 seed, right, to make the play in. So that'll make it really interesting. Um, but then in the long run, potentially lose out. And then, yeah, I think next year's draft is notoriously stacked. Um, and we may potentially have two picks, depending on what happens with Utah this upcoming season. Because like we just mentioned, the West could be really stacked. I mean, it already is really stacked. And it could be even more really stacked. And Utah could be a team that may be kind of on the outside looking in at the playoff picture. And if that happens, we have a good chance of getting their pick. So it'd be awesome if we had two lottery picks essentially uh, next summer. But probably going to be a slow night for the Grizz. But, yeah, like Brantley was saying, some of these other moves that other teams are making may kind of point to something the Grizzlies may can kind of take advantage of or moves that they make moving forward. So still be fun. Let's just hope everybody else tonight makes stupid decisions. That's right. That's what we want. All right. We'll be back at you uh, pretty soon here. Draft's about to get started. All right. Uh, we just got the tweet from Adrian Wojnarowski that Boston is trading number 30 to Memphis. Will, um, summarize what has happened in this draft thus far. Nothing has happened in this draft. That's why we haven't recorded up till now. It's uh, – it's been pretty chalk. Uh, the guys who are expected to go in the top three went the top three. And then there hasn't been a lot of actions uh, in terms of trades. So, um, Rubio is headed to Minnesota, but this is exciting. Uh, 
Oh, wow. Grizzlies breaking, targeting Desmond Bain. Wow, this is one of the guys that uh, that I'm pretty sure we mentioned. This feels a lot like a Brandon Clark situation. Uh, Desmond Bain. Okay, let's let's check him out. Uh, I'm gonna research this live. Also breaking. Ty Smith had to leave us out of uh, quarantine concerns. Yeah, he kicked off the pod with us and had to leave mid draft. So. I'm pretty sure he would have a lot to say about Desmond Bain. We're, Has it we're been reported? To, what did we give up? We're we're still gathering information. Hmm. Let's see. We're Desmond it. Bain is a. Uh, a wing. He's uh, he was a senior at TCU this year, so he is 22 years old. He's six six, two fifteen. Um, his his shades of so his comps are Malcolm Brogdon, Alex Caruso, and Lamar Patterson. He's a high IQ guard who plays hard. He also has a veteran skill set and projects favorably as a rotation player. Um, he's he's a shooter. Most importantly, wait what? He's a shooter. Knockdown shooter is how he's described. Knockdown. This is... Um, hey, Will, how many TCU games did you watch this past year? <laughs> a big, fat zero. <laughs> that, I mean, that was the easiest answer of all time, actually. So. All right, so I have the Ringers um, draft guide pulled up, and I'm just going to read it. Um, Pluses, knockdown shooter who thrives running off screens and using manip- manipulative moves to shake loose from defenders. Despite unorthodox mechanics, he shot 43% from three and 80% from the line in four years at TCU. Uh, we're going to take a second here because they're about to actually announce this pick. Unorthodox mechanics, that has that phrase doesn't have me feeling good. Okay, so we're getting more information now. The Celtics will receive a future draft pick from the Grizzlies in exchange for number 30. So let's hope it's a second rounder. Yeah, it feels like it shouldn't be a future first for where this is. Man, I'm excited about this pick, though. Why are you excited? It's it's a guy who was at the top of everybody he was he was projected to go mid 20s like it, it was he was a guy who was dropping for teams and so this feels like another like I said earlier another Brandon Clark situation where we're capitalizing on on the situation so all right let me continue to read um in the plus column he's comfortable shooting off the dribble he won't be an iso threat in the pros but he can attack a mismatch or pull up to punish a scrambling defense. He excels at pick-and-roll decision-making, playing with pace, and delivering accurate passes all over the court. A solid finisher who can use either hand around the rim. He has touch, which is vital since he lacks hops. He's a decisive player who reads the floor at a high level. He cuts and relocates well and facilitates effectively and intentionally. Excellent defense and fundamentals. He sits in his stance and rapidly reacts. To cut off drives with a strong frame and quick hands, he has versatility. 
We're watching the highlights now. First off, great last name. I feel like a lot of memes could come from his last name. <laughs> Very marketable. Yeah, for those of you that like the the Batman trilogy. Man, this is exactly who we were looking for in the draft. Uh, a wing player who yeah. we felt like could come in and shoot. So we like his size, being 6'6". That feels good. You know, I hate owing future picks to the Celtics, so hopefully this comes in quickly. I hope it's just a second. And it's just like a, yeah, because the Celtics needed to get off of that pick. All right, let's talk about minuses. Uh, he needs to tighten his handle create, to create space against athletic defenders, though he improved in that area at TCU. He still has room to grow. Oh, wow. Dallas is picking Tyrell Terry at number 31. So we opted to go for a guy who is more developed, uh, a taller. Um, Tyrell Terry is a little bit shorter and is more of a point guard. So, And then uh, continuing on, lack of burst or a quick first step plus his short arms could limit both his at-rim finishing ability and his defensive impact. And his defensive versatility is questionable on paper because of his physical and athletic profile. But um, it is... Safe to say he has a lot more pluses than minuses. This just in, John Morant says, Sniper, welcome Ooh. to the gang. Wow. This is uh, this draft just went from 0 to 100. Hollinger uh, just said, have to think that the Grizzlies, th- this has got to mean that they're taking Poirier, which is what we talked about. Yeah. To start. So Poirier, as we mentioned, center uh, from from the Celtics who pr- they have to give up that salary to make this work. <laughs> uh, thus far, NBA, NBA Twitter is just saying that it seems like the past two years the Grizzlies strategy has been open up Twitter.com and see who everybody is freaking out about that hasn't been selected and figure out a way to select them. So, you know. That's that's kind of fun. Yeah, and I think um, selective spending is important. So we'll see what the draft pick is. He Desmond Bain, did you say this? He led the Big 12 in three-point shooting percentage last season. That is fantastic news. At 44%. Gosh. So here, here's the question: How many of Dylan's threes would you like to see Des- Desmond take next year? Will? Ooh, um, can I say all of the ones that he missed or will miss, which is a lot? <laughs> so maybe you know. That's like eight per game. Seventy <laughs> percent. No, but I think it sounds like the Grizzlies are picking a guy who's gonna. I think it's funny because we're so used to in drafts like this, like having a a pick that is a athletic sort of wing or power forward that just his shooting was always the skill that was like fourth on the list instead of first. And this is one of the one of the first guys I can remember who we drafted specifically. It seems like for his shooting, so that's exciting. That is exciting. The question now is: Did we did we keep? So are we still on the board for this for this pick for this or for the second round? Yeah. So we jumped into the first. That's the last pick. Is there a chance that we still have our our second round pick in play? That's a great question. You mind uh, turning that down for a second? I'm going to call Ty. Yeah, man. 
Let's get our COVID friend on the line. <laughs> Phone a friend. What's up, bro? Ty, you're on the podcast. First of all, how are you feeling? I don't know yet. I'm thinking through it. Well, good. While you're processing. I think I'm, I think I'm excited. I, uh, I mean, Bane was like a guy that I had seen really, I mean, not really how on, on a lot of draft boards, but definitely kind of right outside the lottery. Um, I mean, people love him. People say he's going to be great for the Grizz. I just, I think we might have given up a future draft pick, and I can't figure out what that is yet. So it's, I'm still trying to kind of figure figure out what we gave up in return. So I'm, I'm kind of curious, and I don't know if we kept forty either, which I'm also interested in. But I think Bane's awesome. I think he's going to be great. I'm excited about him. Yeah, I'm interested because it would seem as though the Celtics with the concern they have this year about the roster crunch and the number of picks it would make sense that they would probably or that we would have or they would have wanted a future pick so we'll see I mean if they move down to 40 40 is what I was thinking well yeah but that's what I'm saying too is that 40 would still be obviously this year's draft which they would have to find another way to get rid of that which they could probably probably do but I don't know it would kind of I, I wouldn't mind having that be the pick just move down in this particular draft yeah and it doesn't look like that's going to happen which is interesting um i think it's potentially i hope it's like two seconds Uh, the people i'm looking at on twitter which i can't no one knows for sure um one guy said celtics will receive a future draft pick from the grizzlies in exchange for number 30 so it doesn't say a first rounder but then someone also mentioned that it may be um utah's pick that they gave us um which i really hope that's not the case um unless we just really love bain which he led the entire big 12 in three-point shooting last year at 44 percent um and apparently he's like a big time grinder on d fits everything we're trying to do can play the wing position can guard multiple positions good knockdown shooter kind of create his own shot um just kind of well-rounded um so he should fit. I don't. I mean, I think he should fit well. I just hope we didn't give up too much, and I don't know what we gave up yet. So we're still kind of learning that. Yeah, we're we're kind of waiting here because that's the last piece of information um, we don't know to kind of evaluate this trade in full. Yeah. Surely it's not the yeah, Utah I mean, he's pick. Six six and shot forty four percent from three. Like that's, I mean, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that fits the exact criteria that we laid out and that we wanted um yeah I, I hope it's not the the Utah pick just because I felt like the Celtics were more in a position where they were trying to get rid of something and we would be kind of doing them a favor in that respect totally. so totally um and like even if it's like two seconds like I'm fine with that same um I just don't want to yeah I just don't want to give up the uh, a potential first rounder for this thirtieth overall. And I mean, I know this guy fell. Like a lot of people. I mean, if you were watching the broadcast, a lot of people kept saying who would fit well. And it was like every team, all the guys on the which they obviously don't know everything clearly, but they were all like, "I think Desmond Bain would be a great fit here." And then he didn't go. Next pick. I think Desmond Bain would be a great fit here. He didn't go there. Next pick. So he kept falling and falling and falling. So maybe it's this similar. We talked about this in the pre-draft thing. 
it could be a thing where we like had let's say three or four guys in mind and if they fell to like that 30 pick because we knew that was potentially going to be available that we were going to jump on it and we just really liked a handful of guys and maybe Bain was at the top of that list um so the front office was like this is yeah this is a great chance let's do it it's just hard to know right now because it happens so fast even though it's something we were thinking had a chance of happening it's still just yeah it's still nuts breaking there's a there's a video of bain uh on the twitter.com of him hitting 43 threes in a row uh going around twitters so just look forward to watching that that's fantastic uh four and a three together Kevin O'Connor's big board. He's number 19 on O'Connor's big board. He is 22, so he's a little bit older. Um, but, yeah, he's 6'6 with a 6'6 wingspan, so he's not, I guess, crazy long. But his little blurb there is high IQ guard. He plays hard, already has a veteran skill set, and projects favorably as a rotation player. Shades of Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, we just read like, that, actually. We were, give me all of that. We were going th- – Okay, hey, breaking news also. This is not Grizz-centric, but Philadelphia finalizing a trade with Dallas to send Josh Richardson there. Oh, wow. Also, uh, Charlotte just picked Vernon Carey, who I think has bust written all over him. That's my that's my prediction. Bust as yeah. a second he rounder. Was, um, no, no, no. He he was the like freshman of the year at Duke, and I just man, he is the, exactly <laughs> what the NBA is moving away from right now. He's he kind of reminds me of like the Jared Sellinger. Yes, he cannot shoot outside of three feet. Very undersized, and was just kind of like bully balled in college. But when he gets in the NBA, it's just never going to work. Uh, um, so, Ty. Uh, your boy is still on the board, and we don't know whether we. If we have forty, he'd be huge. Hey, can I ask you a question? When you hear, I don't know if we have forty there. When you hear people describe players as an unbelievable kid, a gym rat, always in the gym, super high character, is, is that the kind of person that you like to describe? Who I your mean, players that are? sounds like that sounds like what people were saying about me in church league. You know, like it just it makes a ton of sense. <laughs> I really resonate with that. I'd prefer um, inefficient, selective uh, competitor. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, so you're describing Dylan Brooks, Will. I was describing Desmond Bain. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Hey, uh, man, I'm, wow. yeah, I'm, I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to play a role right out of the gate, clearly. Um, he's definitely going to be. Oh wow! Dallas is also sending Seth Curry. Did you say that too? Yes. Well, I was about to. Isn't Seth Curry married to Doc Rivers' daughter? He just yeah. So so Doc Rivers goes from Paul George on the Clippers, who had uh, a colorful history with with another Rivers, and then uh, moving to Seth Curry. Wow. I mean, how about that? Yeah, I'm just I'm really really wanting to know. Um, if we traded that that Utah pick, that's really got me. Kent Keith Smith just said he thinks that not only did we give the Jazz pick, but we also are taking back Poirier. I don't know why we would do both. So you said what now, Brantley? I couldn't hear you. So he's seeing Keith Smith on is that on Twitter? Yeah, saying that yeah, yeah. that. 
he thinks that they're going to take back Poirier and also send the Utah pick. Really? Okay, so that's that's not as exciting because that was I don't know what the last pick in the first round of a pretty you know bad draft. I just don't know if it's worth. It. I mean, we don't know yet. Like <laughs> We're gonna come I, down hard if we get. I I will not be happy if we gave up a first round pick. I don't care I'm how awesome his prospect is. No, I I, I, don't I will know. be happy. I'll, I'm on the record. I'm happy. If you get, if we gave up the Jazz pick, yeah, because of why? Bur- it's a it's more so a bird in the hand. Like I I really I don't. If what this do guy is that? all that he's cracked up to be, then now we have him, and we don't. That pick is so up in the air. With the protections yes, and, and everything, like there's just yeah. that's our most heavily protected future first, and I think that we took advantage of the asset. That's what we u- wanted to use the asset for is to acquire players like this one. Yeah, hopefully that stands true, and hopefully that Utah pick doesn't turn out to be like a really good bit. Because if it's, I mean, it would probably ideally be like a late mid. I mean, you know, late-ish first rounder. Right. But which I'm not saying like so the pick just just so, just for reference that's gonna be a huge bummer the pick it's Utah's first round pick is protected for selections one through seven and fifteen through thirty in 2021 so we basically have to get it eight through fourteen like we were talking about to start one through six in 2022 is the protection there so we get it seven and above which is likely. Okay. Okay. Then that makes him feel a lot better. Then one through three in 2023 and one in 2024 are its protections. No, that to me would say I want that pick. Not next year. Yeah, but they're they're going to be after that. Utah needs to be good. Like they're not going to give up the opportunity to win now with the roster they have. So I think that like that pick would be. It wouldn't be 30 where we just picked, but it. I I would think it would be mid 20s. Which, you know, like, that's still something. Um, but we also did move up 10 picks. so Or not move up, but we, we, we came into a draft. Hold on. He, I don't know if Sham's meant to tweet this, but he said that. <laughs> Breaking fake, fake Sham's well, tweet. Well, he said Memphis is targeting uh, Xavier Tillman with number 35. We don't have 35. Right. I think there's people roasting him. So did we like trade? Surely not. Yeah, I mean, apparently we. I don't know who for. What's this is nuts. <laughs> this is nuts. Interesting, Xavier Tillman. So a lot of people had him kind of sneaking into the first round. If that stands, um, kind of a do it all big. And I, you remember when I when I mentioned this to y'all like a week ago. I was like, what if we draft a guy at 40 that could play kind of that center role that is on such a cheap deal, and we may look to deal JV not this year, but maybe, you know, before his deal is up. I thought I thought that was an interesting idea. And if we select Tillman at 35, clearly that's, I mean, because he's definitely kind of just like a role-playing center. So... But I don't know what's going on. This is so hard to keep track. Yeah, so right now, here, Brantley, you want to turn it up real quick? Because this is technically the pick that they just tweeted out about. 
uh, Memphis favorite and, you know, Iris favorite, Tony Parker, is on the screen. Xavier Tillman uh, went to Michigan State, so Jaron Jackson Jr. pick, potentially. Yeah, I just don't know how we got 35. Same. So then how did we yes. move up? I It's weird because, I mean, like, I could see, like, one of, one of the uh, guys on Twitter having a typo, but the fact that there were two – and Woj retweeted Gavoni. So. Can't confirm. Harrington just said, uh, can't confirm. We somehow have the number 35 pick. Not really sure how that happened. All right. So well, there you go. Whose pick are we taking? At 30? Who, who was supposed to have 35? The uh, Kings? Sacramento. Dude, he's going to love being in Memphis. He and Jaren are like boys. Hopefully Woj comes on TV and explains. I don't hate Xavier Tillman. Like, a lot of people liked him in the late first. Like, a lot of people did. He's, like, really, really smart player. Does all the little things crazy well. Um, doesn't – I mean, he's shot, I think, decently at the combine from three, so he's got pretty good touch. He's not, like, a physical specimen or anything like that. Kevin O'Connor had him number 32 on his big board. Um, average 14 and 10. Um, his little blurb is winning player who can easily pair with a star shot creator because of his playmaking and versatility. Shades of Horace Grant and PJ Tucker. So if you're telling me we get PJ Tucker, then I'm 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 okay with that. Well, Magic Johnson likes him. Oh gosh. So you know, he he's great at Twitter. It's interesting that we got two older guys. We got two yeah. 22-year-old guys. I was about to say the same okay, thing. Okay, so, I mean, he's a center. So, what does that mean that's happening to our current centers, guys? That's my thought, man. I think, and we've mentioned that we're going to try to use that Gorgie expiring. Um, I would imagine. But Gorgie, you know, wasn't going to go past this, this year anyway. And then maybe because we still have – um, John Tate Porter, you know, so like who knows the next he's Kevin also Durant supposed to be like an experimental center. Um, I know he's had a ton of injuries, but he's also supposed to be a big, and then we just got another big. I wonder if we moved or if we swapped with Sacramento like 40 and, 40 and 35. Maybe we did 40 and 35 and then got another like future second or something like that. I'm not really sure. And we may buy another one. If there's another – I mean, we have so many roster spots and stuff. Like, if we find another guy we love, Isaiah Joe. Hey, yeah, dude. The fact that he's still on the board, like, go for it. You can't have enough shooters. Yeah, he and – okay, so Amari Sankofa, who was the beat writer um, last year for the – one of the athletic writers for the Grizzlies. Now he works for Detroit. He's from Detroit, so he works for the Pistons now. But he just tweeted, said, after Grizzlies games last season, it was pretty common to see Jaron FaceTiming Xavier Tillman in the locker room. I'm sure no one is more excited for this than Jaron. Um, he kind of fits like if 
if Jaron can be that big switchable long range guy and you just need a big that can just like do a lot of the little things, it's kind of like BC a little bit. He's just bigger than Brandon. Tillman's still like, I think he's like 6'10. I think he's a big dude. Um, so, well, it's on the ringer, it says he's 6'8 with a 7'1 wingspan. Um, so maybe he's not that huge, but it's kind of an interesting, interesting pick. Hey, I'm all for um, keeping our stars as happy as possible with our second round picks. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's the second round pick. If you think a guy can come in and make a difference, um, yeah, I don't hate it. But it is kind of interesting that we're taking a big in this spot. Taking um, another power forward. Just with the wings that we, you know, we mentioned wing score kind of being a point of weakness. And there are a few guys still on the board that I would have thought we would have taken a stab at. Um, Isaiah Joe being number one, and then after him, um, there's a few other guys too. I'm trying to think of the names of them. It's like slipping me, but maybe I'll think of one of them. Maybe thought a wing they would go after, but yeah, I thought that uh, one of the things that we saw during the bubble was a lack of point guard depth. I thought Cassius Winston being up there could be an interesting veteran type guy who just comes in knows how to play another Michigan State connection yeah all right so this just in uh shout out Jacob Davis who's in the room with us uh Harrington saying Grizzlies sending number 40 in a future second to Sacramento for 35 so we're not right now we don't have any more picks in the draft okay so we're done for the most part unless yeah now it still remains to be confirmed about that Utah pick, right? I mean, Keith Smart said something about it, but still yeah, waiting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Don't know what's going on there. So, but I, yeah, it sounds like we're out. And it's interesting that Tyrell Terry went the pick after Bain. Um, a lot of Grizz fans were kind of thinking that Terry may fall um, just because he's such a small guard. And this is interesting that, yeah, we, instead of taking like kind of the home run swing, which Terry would be, uh, we took the stable guy that we know can come in and basically have a long career, at least, you know, be a part of your bench for foreseeable future. It's kind of interesting how the Grizz view maybe this draft versus next year's draft. I have no idea. Um, and maybe we've already taken our big swings and drafts with um, – or maybe we didn't view this draft as being like a swing draft. You know, since hitting on Jaron, that was a decent swing, I guess. A lot of people were really high on him, but still. And then Jaws, obviously we hit with that one. So Definitely, you can see where we have them in mind, right? We got a big that can play with Jaron and Ja and Tillman. He does, again, a lot of the little stuff well. And then we got a guy who's a 44% three-point shooter that's going to play hard D, make smart decisions, and just bang threes from the corner. Um, so that's encouraging, too. We kind of have that in mind. And we have a we have a mentality 
seems like too. Just hard, hardworking guys. Love that. I uh, this this has sort of the the feel of the Dylan Brooks Ivan Rab draft, but you know, similar yeah, wing player and a and a and a big in the yep. late first, late you know mid second. So well, that probably like, means yeah. with getting Terry that they're like moving off of Jonte Porter, or they have. Or they just you, getting Tillman? Yeah, sorry, Tillman. Or they just know that it's gonna something's gonna happen with Gorgie. He could be a big. G League. I mean, he could just. Yeah, we could. I I feel like there's a lot of a 22 year old though to go to the G League. You know what I mean? I or no like for John for Jonte too. It's really raw to go to the G League. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't make a ton of sense to draft Tillman who's already 22 to go play in the G League. That doesn't make a ton of sense. Well, I think it could be just until Gorgie gets moved. Yeah, I think... I don't know what we package. I don't know what's out there um, for Gorgie. Because I thought we were going to use that, potentially the Gorgie and the Utah pick that we actually just traded to do something else for, like, a current player. Um, but that doesn't seem like, you know that's happening so it's kind of interesting what we would use the gorgie expiring for but i think we're going to use it one way or another you would think yeah i i definitely think so um another thing to think about too is they could easily wave guterich um to clear up a roster spot are you okay (laughs) i think i'm okay at this point are you sure i think he's gonna we're gonna see him against USA in the Olympics one day. And he's gonna he's gonna torch us. Who's that? Uh, good. <laughs> I, I doubt that, but you know what? <laughs> you keep hanging on to that thread. Don't let it go. I'm excited uh, overall about Bain. I think that just when you can I get a guy you- like like him with his profile, I think it fits well with this team. And I, I also don't necessarily mind the age i feel like there's we're we're at a point where we're still building a rotation out and so i feel like once you have either you take your real young guys when they're sure things you're desperate for a superstar upside or you're in a very solid position to take that risk and i feel like we're right in the middle of all that and so i i like drafting the guys who are reliable and especially when ones that can shoot and led a conference in, in three point percentage. That sounds pretty great. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think he makes a ton of sense. I think he fits perfectly. Um, so that's really encouraging. Um, but you've got to think like the Kyle Anderson's of the roster, like the place for him on our team was already shrinking and it's just getting smaller and smaller. Um, I don't really see a role for him in the rotation. Um, moving forward, I could be wrong, but if Bain is going to serve as like kind of this multi-dimensional ball handler, can kind of play a little bit in the pick and roll, but kind of that shooter and hard-nosed defender, like that's what we wanted Kyle to be, is it not? And we, it's just yeah, really interesting. It's weird, really? see, weird seeing the Grizzlies on the screen, but we know that's not our pick. Yeah, not coming to us. Um, I'm excited about Bain. Xavier Tillman is, is a little bit more interesting, especially when you have some of these wings 
again, like I was saying earlier on the board. But hey, I mean, a lot of people were high on him. A lot, of, like a lot of the athletic guys, had him in the first round. Um, so we'll see. Yep. Sounds like a smart, just a smart player that's going to do the right things and not make mistakes and kind of aid to your superstars, which works for me as a second round pick. Yep. All right. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna leave it here for this. If anything else happens, we'll get back on. But uh, if not, Ty, stand by. I'll be standing by. I'm gonna research so much. Bain and Xavier Tillman until like 3 a.m. I can't wait. I think Perfect. the other thing that Bain – we talked about this to start, and I'm just bringing it back. Bain, this pick also means that we're not going to overpay for Melton. Yeah. Do we know what he's making, though, the 30th pick? I don't know what that costs. Uh, I think it's like – it's going to be not much. guaranteed like three or something. Okay. Like it's not much. I hope we don't because that – yeah, that you would think that they're filling – He takes that spot potentially. Right, like he's a wing. He's a wing, he's a defender, he's going to shoot well, and he's not the size of a point guard. Right. He's the size of a wing. Right. Yeah. Which is what Melton was doing. He sounds like a great two guard, is what he sounds like. Yep. All right. We'll, we'll jump back on if anything else happens. Sounds good. Let's go, Grizz. All right, we're back. We need to clear something up here. We just got a tweet two minutes ago from Adam Himmelsbach. I don't Wait, know hold on. Can this be, is he verified? He's verified. Is this trusted 43, sources? 43K, he's a Celtics writer. I feel good about this intel. Okay, there According we go. to a league source, the Celtics will receive two future second-round picks from the Grizzlies in return for the 30th pick this year. How does this change your outlook on the trade, Brandon? I feel much better. <laughs> we we literally had just gotten off and I was just just still emotional about the fact that we had this first round pick that could be you know a 15th slot and we moved to 30th. So Now I think this is a fleecing. We fleeced. We won. They had they couldn't draft and we said we'll take your pick if yep. you give take some second round picks, which is great. That's that's what we took advantage of there. That's what we said. That's what I said at the beginning. I want to take advantage of other people. Yep. And uh shout out to Tyus Jones family. Trey Jones just got picked by the Spurs. You got to think that's a that's a great place to go for him. All right. Well, um, we'll again get back on if anything else happens. Huge. All right. The draft just wrapped. The Grizzlies ended with Desmond Bain at pick number thirty, and Xavier Tillman at pick number thirty-five. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. Overall, after confirming that they didn't give up more than the two second rounds to move up, I feel like the general consensus around uh, the league, and I would say in this room as well, is that the Grizzlies yet again uh, had another successful draft. So, um, yeah, for Brantley and Ty, I'm Will signing off. Till next time. <laughs>